SAFM 104-107 Nationwide. Leading the conversation. Ten minutes after four o'clock, in conversation next with Commissioner Fatima Chohan, Deputy Chairperson of the South African Human Rights Commission. The South African Human Rights Commission launched an initiative called the Social Harmony National Effort at the Freedom Park Heritage Museum in Twainen, Pretoria. The commission says that uh, that despite poverty, inequality and violence, people around the world are uniting behind the pillars of dignity, harmony, healing, as well as social inclusion to rebuild. The South African Human Rights Commission's Deputy Chairperson now joining us on the line to tell us more about this initiative. Commissioner, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So what is it that SHINE is trying to achieve? Thank you so much, um, Alvin. Uh, SHINE is really trying to address the high levels of disharmony and polarization in the country. Uh, This is, of course, a very deeply concerning uh, phenomenon. Uh, We live as South Africans with many stresses Uh, including the ever-present threat of violence and lawlessness. We seem to have lost the ability to dialogue through our differences. Uh, And while we all want change, uh, we must realize that change starts with ourselves, and this is really a a vehicle uh, to invoke such change in our country through a process. Mm. And from the work that the commission has done um, and the various investigations as well and some of the complaints that have come to the commission, has the commission been able to identify um, any common threat when it comes to this, um, when, we look, when you look at social cohesion and we look, we look at how the social fabric of the country has also been impacted by that lack of social cohesion um, Has the Commission been able to identify what are some of those push-and-pull factors? Yes. Um, Look, as you point out, we've been uh, doing quite a lot of work um, uh, in the run-up to the unrest in KwaZulu-Natal, particularly in parts of Gauteng. And um, we've been engaging with communities. And one of the things that we find uh, very starkly was that Uh, there were high levels of disaffection in those communities that were most impacted by the violence. Um, There was a great deal of disharmony, Um, neighbors not uh, interacting with each other. Uh, It took very little. Uh, It took a spark to to flare those those incidences up uh, that we all saw and were traumatized by in July. And... um, but truth be told, you know, the situation pertains in many parts of our country, uh, which is the worrying part. Um, and so, again, it could take very little to, to flare up uh, levels yeah. of violence that, uh, you know, would be unprecedented. Mm. It almost feels that we're always on um, on this edge. Um, mm. And I know that Zuelinzi Mavavi has constantly argued of uh, and spoken about this, this ticking time bomb. And uh, there are certain factors, of course, which are out of the control of, of South Africans. For instance, if you look at the global economic meltdown um, and the impact that it has had on, on various communities, as well as the cost of living. And for some people, it just becomes unbearable. Um, to even think about what tomorrow holds for them. Yes, indeed. But at the same time, you know, Alvin, we, um, you point out that we are on the cusp of global recession and, and hardship. Mm. Uh, 
Um, but there are many countries much worse off than ourselves. And it is important to have that global perspective. Um, in countries like Lebanon, for example, they have no electricity 24 hours a day for months on end. Um, and how those people survive, we would never know. The hardships that some of our neighbors have to go through, uh, we were just reflecting on uh, women in, in, in hospitals, why they come to South Africa to give birth. Uh, we told that women there actually are quite traumatized when they have to go and give birth in hospitals, even in some of the Sadiq countries, which are um, arguably uh, you know, better off than some of the sub, sub-Saharan hospitals and, and care that women get. The, the maternal mortality rate in sub-Saharan Africa um, composes 80% of the maternal mortality rate of the world. Mm. That's just, it's mind-blowing. Um, and so sometimes, you know, it helps to just get out of focusing on ourselves yep. and having a broader perspective to understand that we're not that bad. Mm. What about um, compassion? Um, and these are, some people call it um, soft skills. Um, I think that they, they're not necessarily soft. Very, very important as well because um, these are the characteristics um, that we need from individuals in whichever spaces they enter, whether it is within the workplace or whether it is at home, whether it is in, in, in communities that they live in, to have that level of compassion that also sees the person on the other side. Such an important um, aspect of what it means to be human. Um, you know, our children are exposed to so much of violence. A, a lot of the culture of violence that we carry from our past, we bring into our current dispensation. And our kids, and you've seen, uh, certainly as the Human Rights Commission, we've seen how they, they deal in violence in schools, in universities with each other across racial lines, across religious lines, ethnic lines, etc. And this they learned from us. They did not experience apartheid. <laughs> you know, uh, we've taught them this. And so we have to teach them differently. And we can't do that by telling them. We have to live differently. And co- living in compassion is one way in which um, human beings can flourish. Countries can be successful. And communities can be resilient. Yeah, uh, these are these are ancient teachings that we get from our understanding of Ubuntu. Mm. And and what we know about in general when it comes to when it comes to human beings um, is the idea that we 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 need to be we need to be led. And I constantly ask myself that what is the national question? What is the national agenda? What is this thing that we are trying to achieve? Um, so that there is a common focus, but also so that there is somebody or some people who can actually lead us towards that particular goal and also the skills that they need to actually bring us on board. Well, you see, I think we abound. We are really rich in leadership. Uh, the Tom problem Mbeki is... disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not talking about the kind of leadership that ESCOM needs. Okay. It's really about, it's about living in what we know, the, the wisdom that prevails on this continent and this country. The interesting thing about Shine is 
um, that it is applicable throughout the world. Um, we have conceived of it not because we are sitting together, you know, around a table and we are wise men and wise women. We've been speaking to South Africans from across the board since July last year. And we've derived wisdoms and deep thinking drawn from various people in different parts of our country, whether they're ordinary people, academics, thought leaders, scientists, religious leaders. And that's really what how Shine came about. And we think um, the idea of personal agency, personal leadership, must be what we start bringing to the fore. Uh, you are the leader of yourself, and you are an agent for positive change. Uh, if all of us think likewise, I think collectively engaging under the shine umbrella and the wisdom that we have drawn together from different parts of the country, uh, drawing, as I say, from our ancient learning, um, I think we will lead the way globally uh, on how different folk can live together in harmony and flourish together. Thank you so much for your time, Commissioner Fatima Chohan, who is the Deputy Chairperson of the South African Human Rights Commission.